Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Check out our blog at DIYMoney.org. That's DIYMoney.org. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to DIY Money. Welcome, Daniel. Welcome. What's shaking bacon? Not much. Why am I bacon? I what know, are I you if I'm bacon? I said it to my wife. I go, what's shaking bacon? Does she like that? Is not, that a pet name? Yeah, no, it's not good. Not what you want to call your wife. You do not want to call your wife a... A, uh, a pork belly? Yeah, that's not good. But it tastes so good. Not good. All right, what are we talking about today, Daniel? Uh, very uplifting, optimistic, exciting topic. We're talking about mistakes. Mistakes. What kind of mistakes? Uh, generally money mistakes. Not the mistakes where you call your wife a slab of meat and she gets upset at you. <laughs> All right, we have been in a series, if you will. Uh, talking about budgeting, talking about uh, creating the budget, setting yourself up for success. We've sprinkled in a few things like index funds, 401 k Roth IRA. Did you like my title there? Like a Roth to a flame? Yeah, our producer Steve was pretty excited about that. I yeah, it was it creative. Was, he it thought was, it was me being creative, but it alas, was, it was alas, it was it was I. All right, so we're talking about money mistakes, and I'll tell you why. Uh, you know, we we are, as you may or may not know, if you are new to the show, uh, we do this as a as a passion. The DIY money brand and project is really a passion project, if you will. Our day job is running a comprehensive wealth management firm, working with folks, financial advising, retirement planning, investment management. Uh, we are a fiduciary, a fee-only firm, and often we run into folks who have made mistakes, and they come to us because they want to try and correct said mistakes. So if we can hit those off ahead of time, if we can share with you some of the most common mistakes we have seen or we have done ourselves, then we're better for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so let's run through. In no particular order, I have made notes. We have made notes on here regarding mistakes that we often see. And here is the first one. There is no rainy day fund at all. At all? At all. This is a statistic. I'm still struggling with my uh, teeth. Do some voice my, exercises. My, my Smile Direct Club, uh, they need to be sponsors. That's not a good I'm advert. I'm a big fan of Smile Direct Club, but multiple S's are Susie, tough. Susie, Susie, sitting in a shoeshine shop. All day long she sits and shines. All day long she shines and sits and sits and shines. Here and is a statistic and uh, that I stumbled upon as I was doing research, and that is 39 percent only 39 percent of americans can cover a one thousand dollar expense so basically 39 percent of americans uh have one thousand dollars uh set aside in an account maybe checking savings whatever to cover an expense some kind of unexpected expense with cash with cash yeah so i mean let's be realistic and this is what i what i think is important i am not one to say, oh, you have to have twenty or thirty thousand dollars sitting in this. I mean, if you can get to the point where you have 
two to three months in living expenses set aside, that's fantastic. But it's not so much about having this hoard of cash as it is having a plan when you have to put something on the credit card, all right, because you're out and about or you're at the dealership, you're not going to necessarily transfer money from your you know, CD account to your bank account, your savings account to write that $1,000 check because you needed new tires or whatever. But it's after you swipe the card and you go home and you go, okay, you know, that bill is going to come due in 30 days. Where's that money coming from? And if you don't have a plan, what happens, as we all know, is that sits there, is now garnering interest and is never paid. It's never paid off. And ultimately, you couple two or three or four of those events throughout the year, you're all of a sudden looking at seven to $10,000 in debt, in bad debt, I would say, that you have no plan at all to pay off. And that's bad. That's no bueno. Sure. So when I work with folks, uh, I... I you know, this is, I'd love for a way to find a way for this to be scalable. It's very difficult. It's one of the reasons we started this podcast. But on occasion, um, I will come across someone who does need some one-on-one budget counseling for whatever reason. And these are not unintelligent people. These are often very intelligent, very financially minded even, uh, but they just need, you know, a kick in the butt. Or they need someone to go, well, how about this way or how about that way? And one of the first things that I try to do is to say, here's the deal. Inevitably, the the laws of nature, uh, Murphy's Law, whatever you want to say, will will come into play that the minute you start becoming fiscally responsible, you're going to get hit by a two-by-four. It's a matter of time. It's just going to happen. New tires, HVAC, whatever the case may be. And so... In very short order, in my opinion, you've got to have a thousand bucks set aside to meet that so you don't go backward. It all comes back to the budget. It all comes back with finding margin. If margin's not there, you cut or create your way to margin so that you can have that excess money. But instead of immediately throwing it on top of the credit card to try to chip away that debt, you've got to get something set aside. That is mistake number one that I see when people start down this path, and it's very discouraging. It's like starting to run. You know, again, I come back to my fitness analogies. You come back to that a lot. I lo- well, because it makes sense. People go, you know, hey, I'm going to lace up my shoes, and I'm going to start to run. Well, you're 40 pounds overweight. In about two weeks, you're going to experience an injury. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be derailed, and you're not going to be able to run. It's discouraging. So what I share with people with in that regards, and again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a physical, my wife's a physical therapist, but I'm not a trainer. I'm not, and my wife's not doing the show, so I'm not sure why I said that. But anyways, <laughs> uh, the, the point being is I encourage people, you know what, how about a walk? <laughs> how about walking first? How about walking and eating right so that you can lower that body weight so that you can run without facing the injury? Because what does the injury do? It will derail your plan. What does it do when you don't have a 1000 bucks set, set aside and you've got those tires that you need, you've got that emergency expense that comes up, it derails your plan. So in my opinion, that's the first thing. And we're not even getting to, I'm not even talking about the two to three months in living expense. I'm just talking about some short-term cash to meet 
a short-term expense. All right, what, what's the next? What's a mistake you've seen, Daniel? Well, this uh, kind of uh, flows into or out of the one that we just talked about, but that's taking on debt too quickly. So not really having uh, planned ahead or saved ahead for something and then uh, an opportunity or a need or a perceived need maybe even comes along and you end up having to take on debt for that. Now, we're not talking about necessarily here uh, home mortgage debt, though that is a big area. Uh, buying too much house too quickly could certainly uh, be an indication of too much debt too quickly. Uh, but we're talking about things like uh, car loans and student loans and personal loans. Uh Areas that you might have been able to be a little bit more creative that instead you just kind of uh, rushed in with the herd, if you will, or uh, rushed in to get something that maybe you didn't forethink uh, as much or spend time really considering other options. I want to talk to two groups of people here. I want to talk to the people that have not done this yet, and I want to talk to the people who have done this. Um, I uh, have at times in my life been very good avoiding this trap. Other times, pfft, not so much. Okay. Um, but l let's talk about, and, and here's what it comes down to. It comes down to the emotional desire, the emotional, uh, what you perceive as a need, but is really a want. Okay. Um, the folks out there that you're in the boat, you're thinking about buying a house, you're thinking about buying a car, you're thinking about whatever it may be that you don't have the money to pay for and you are going to take on debt. Here's the deal. If any of your reasons about taking on this debt have to do with the current environment and the time, the timing of this purchase or this acquisition, you need to rethink the whole thing. Now, what do I mean by that? Current environment. Perfect example. Oh my goodness. You know, houses are just, they're going so fast. Rents are going up so quickly. You really should buy a house right now. Okay. Chill out. I mean, I don't know any other way to say it. I have been a, I would say, an adult consumer for now 23 years. What do I mean by that? That means I'm paying my own bills, okay? So post-18, out of my house, out of out of my family's house, I have been my own consumer, and over 22 years, I have I have heard that it's it's no time like right now to do something. I mean, it, 22 amazing. Like two years ago, oh my goodness, if you don't buy a house right now, you're crazy. Two years before that, you don't buy a house right now, you're crazy. Two years before that, I mean, it's it's exhausting. It it's exhausting. Cars the same way. Well, you know, if I don't buy it right now, I got this. I get this great car, this opportunity. No. None of that. None of that. Get rid of it. Here's the time you take on debt. Well, I have the opportunity to, to purchase this, this car. I can put uh, X number of dollars down that I have saved. Um, it will uh, cost me X number of dollars per month if you have to finance it. Better if you don't. But I, a couple of, you know, uh, $100 or whatever the case may be, payments. And, and by... June of 2021, it will be paid off, okay? If you don't have that equation figured out and built into your budget, either A, do it, or B, don't make the purchase at all. So, so either build the equation, make sure that you are unemotionally and mathematically making a wise decision, or step away from it altogether. 
The same goes for a house. The same, this idea of, well, you know, home ownership, I mean, you never go wrong. I mean, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I get this a lot. Younger people, they're moving to a new area. My rule in this, in this situation, now this is just from a personal experience, and I've seen this dozens of times, dozens of times, moving to a new area. Well, we, we're going to sell our house. We're going to move to a new area. We're going to buy a new house. I say, don't do that. Well, what do you mean? I mean, the rents in this place are crazy, and I don't want to just throw my money in rent. No, you're new to the area. Rent for a year and understand all about the area. Everything you need to know, because odds are, even though what you perceive to be important in the area, the location, the neighborhood, that may change dramatically when you spend 12 months there. You may have a church that you like. You may have a school system. Everybody told you one school system was great. You got there. You, you, you realize, you know what, for our family, this school system's better. Maybe the commute, you know, on a map, boy, going down Nicholasville Road, that's a straight shot. You get into Lexington, you go, uh, no way. I don't want to go down Nicholasville Road. I, I personally am, we're in Lexington, Kentucky, talking about this. Uh, I, don't, I avoid it like the plague. Okay, so you could get there and go, well, that's terrible. That was a horrible idea. You could say, oh, this development's really coming on, and this is great, and that's a terrible development to be in. Houses are overpriced, et cetera. So go there, rent for a year. Don't buy. Wait until you can unemotionally make that purchase, and you're not taking that debt on too quickly because what happens? The minute you sign it, you realize, oh, Man, that shine wears off, that car, the new car smells gone, the new house, and all of a sudden, you go, that was probably a dumb move. Now, real quick, group number two, you've already done it. You've already taken on that debt too quickly, that house, that car, that whatever. Look at your options. Look at your options. Do you have the ability to sell it? Do you have the ability to take a dramatic step backwards? Oh, but Quinn, I'll take a loss. We just, who cares? Who cares? Have you ever tried to quantify the dollar amount you lose in sleep because you're stressed out, you're upset because your house payment's too much, the maintenance, the upkeep, the taxes? Nobody factored that. All you heard was, it's a great time to buy a house. And now you forget that, oh man, it takes taxes, insurance, maintenance, utilities. Oh, this is a terrible idea. Why did I do this? I really liked paying, you know, X number of dollars in rent, have my landlord come over. I mean, that could be the case. So take a step back. Sell it. Get rid of it. Even though you say, well, Quint, you know, we'd lose that money. We'd lose this. We'd lose that. You know what? A lot of times taking the short-term loss is better than the long-term agonizing pain. That's just personal opinion, and quite honestly, that's from personal experience as well. All right, Daniel, let's keep going down this riveting and inspiring world that we're talking about making mistakes with your money. What else you got for me? What about not having the discipline or not knowing uh, where your money goes? So uh, we've actually broached this topic a little bit over the past couple of weeks, but tracking your money, uh, having a budget, knowing where all that income is actually going. So uh, for some people, uh, what happens is money comes into the account. And then the month goes on and boom, 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 money goes out. And you get to the end of the month, you go, where did that all go? What happened? So I, the more I go down this path, Daniel, the, and we 
really explore personal finance. Uh, and, and I'm being exposed to more and more uh, products and services, and I'm, I'm just trying to explore them myself. It, what I realize is it all comes down to discipline. It, it all comes down to understanding goals, objectives, and then, and then putting in place the discipline to, to work towards those goals and objectives. And yes, there's importance in process. Um, there's importance in, in figuring out and understanding various products that you might be using or investing in or buying. But at the end of the day, what I have realized, and, and I don't think we, we can sell it short, is, is that it's an emotional game, whether we like it or not. It's an emotional game, and it comes down to discipline. So last night in my home, um, I took I, my, we get, we, we get hand-me-downs, and I'm, I'm grateful for it. We had some wonderful friends, and, and they gave us a bed for our youngest child and it's a it's a, a bunk bed um or a loft bed with a, whatever makes no difference okay so one day uh in my garage shows up and thankfully i i was not involved in this process i don't know how i got away with that but the bed apart okay all the wood and the and the stuff okay now here's what you don't know about me daniel uh, if I wasn't doing finance, I'd probably be a handyman. That's surprising. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's not true. Okay, I, I am the worst. I am the worst. Okay, I'm that guy in that movie. He's like, go get your toolkit. And I show up with like, you know, the pink screwdriver that my wife had. Oh, yeah. You know? Okay, so, so this has been sitting there and it is impacting where I park my car. Now, I might not be a handyman, but I'm pretty darn OCD, and I have a garage for a reason. I'm not one of these guys where I got all my crap in my garage. I park my car in the garage. So this is impacting. Now I know I got to do something about this. And maybe this is why my wife put it where it was, okay? Plus my young child, he's every day asking, Dad, when are you going to build the bed? When are you going to build the bed? Okay. There are no instructions for this bed. I'm getting to my point, I promise. It's going to come back to financial discipline. Oh, that's good. I want to set the stage for my day. Oh, you're setting it. So I got home. It's 5 o'clock or whatever, and I'm like, I can't pull into the garage. I'm like, gosh. Go to... All right, we're putting this bed together. Darn it. I carry up the, this is a hardwood, old-fashioned bed. All right? Carry all the pieces up the stairs, lay it out, and I'm looking at this thing, and I'm going, I have no idea. I mean, this piece goes here, this piece. So I kind of quasi start putting things together where I think they go. It doesn't fit. I take it apart. But finally, I realize that there's this underhanging bookcase that makes all the difference in the world. I put that on. Things are coming together. It, it all starts to take shape. Miraculously. There was a little bit at the end. I kind of had to make some of my own holes. <laughs> Whatever. Minor Not details. <laughs> there was a lot of banging going on. Things didn't fit right. Whatever. Okay. It's 7 o'clock. The bed is done. Oh! I guess you could have done that sound effect. <laughs> I, don't need to, I don't need to add my own sound effects. The bed is done. But it's 7 o'clock and I'm hungry. And my wife, this is a big bed. She'd been holding pieces. She'd been, like, we're all, this is a family affair. 
It's 7 o'clock, and I'm hungry. And you know what I want to do? I want to eat. This is the, that, was the, that was a participation question. But oh, okay. you're no, that's not okay. rhetorical, you're, you're, huh? No, no, that's okay. You know what I don't want to do? I don't want to cook, okay? I don't want to cook. I want to go... I want to go to El Charo, free advertising. I want to go to El Charo down the road from us. I want to get uh, their their guac and their chips. I want a, a choyo pollo. I try to say that with my best Mexican accent. Choyo pollo, basically that sausage and cheese. Uh, I want a margarita on the rocks with salt. And I don't want to. I don't want to cook. I don't want to clean or anything. Problem is this: it's going to cost a hundred dollars. Okay. I mean, this is a family of five. You're like, Quint, that doesn't cost 100 You're right, but I'm not. I'm paying, I pay for my whole family. My kids will eat burritos and blah, 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 yada, yada. Okay. $100. Guess what? It's in the budget, but I know that this weekend I'm going up to Louisville running a half marathon. I know I'm going to spend that money in my entertainment section of my budget so I can either spend it at El, at El Charo or... I can wait, be disciplined, and spend it this weekend. And I'll tell you, as hard as it was, a couple of burgers went on the grill. Burgers, no bun. Ooh. Onions, peppers. 8 o'clock, had dinner. Kids had, I don't even know what we made them, threw some sandwiches together or something. No money. No money spent. Had it in the refrigerator. My point is this, and it was tough, and the struggle is real, and I get it. It takes discipline. Now, I often, I'll, I'll fail in that, right? I mean, I'll go, nope, I'm, we're loading up, we're going to El Charo. The point is, if you don't have the discipline, if you're not tracking your money, if you're not doing this, you're just listening to this podcast, you're just reading a book, you're not, it's not going to work. You're not going to progress. You can download every book, you can listen to every podcast you want, it's not going to help you. You have to take the initiative. You have to take the steps. And at the end of the day, when you're faced with the tough decision, you have to make a disciplined choice. It's not that difficult to understand. It's difficult to do, but it's not difficult to understand. Daniel, we got to get moving because we're wrapping it up here pretty soon. Yeah, you're way over time. time, probably. But it was a good story. I had to get it in. It was a great story. All right, last but not least, what's the last one? I know I had like four more on here. But once you pick one, maybe we'll come back to this subject matter another time. Well, let's just uh, build off of what you're talking there because you were focusing really on discipline, right? And so I think one of the big money mistakes is going uh, not going a step further than discipline and realizing that it's about your values. It's about what you are choosing to value in life with your money and with your time. And so uh, you are going to have to make a conscious decision about what those values are. Is it what other people think about you? Is it what other people think about your cars or your clothes? Um, or is it something bigger than that? Is it the uh, potential to retire someday? Is it the potential to have some level of financial freedom? I'm not talking about you know, the um, financial, uh, what's the fire? Uh, financial independence, retire early movement uh, where you retire at 35 or 40, uh, but the opportunity to kind of take the job that you want that uh, offers something that you love to do uh, rather than what you have to do for the money and so forth. If, if your values align there, then you have to be disciplined in saying yes to your values and no to what the world wants you to say. I can add nothing more to that. It was brilliant. It was good, Daniel.
Yeah. So, so I'm holding back. Figure out what it is you value. We'll probably talk about that in the next episode when we talk about how that relates to relationships and marriage. Because in relationships and marriage, you're going to bring in conflicting values sometimes, and you got to figure that out because you own it together. Mm. All right. Well, good intro to the next episode. Make sure you check us out. Give us a five star review. DIY money. Remember, friends, the key to wealth is really not that difficult. Spend less than you make, invest the rest, and do it for a long time. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to check out all that we have on the blog, DIYmoney.org. And if you haven't already, leave a review so your friends know that this is a show worth listening to.